Good morning, my lovelies. I'm coming to you from... Where am I coming to you from? Ponte Vedra, Florida. <laughs> I am sitting here with the parentals. Um, last week, I did a uh, podcast on partnerships and explained what my um, definition of partnership is. You guys know that you'll always hear pages turning in my podcast because this is what I do. Um, and so just to backtrack on my definition, uh, I came across a quote in Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, that really just took me for a loop and kind of defined to me what partnership was. Uh, two people whose life together is one eternal conversation that's only put on pause when they sleep. Now, when I started doing this, I started asking people about their definition because, again, I was under the assumption that all partners had the same definition, you know, within their relationship. And upon doing the research on this, I realized that everyone has their own individual uh, definition of what a partnership is. But true partners, they seem, it seems to mesh. Their definition seems to mesh. So I decided that I was going to sit down and talk to my parentals about this. Because for me, they have always been what I define as partners. Um, over the years, you know, with, you know, dealing with all of my issues, um, I've started to see their partnership in a different light, in a more, um, what is it, unmaterialistic light, right? They have amassed a, you know, uh, uh, a fortress to me like you know they had just uh amassed a life that i think a lot of people would would want to live themselves right but i want people to see the background of of who they are and why they are so important to me so i decided that while i was here seeing them to sit down and do a part two from last week's podcast about partnerships and I want them to, um, I want you guys to hear what it is I hear um, and feel what it is I feel when it comes to them. So I'm going to let them, you know, speak and, and do their thing how they, how they do their thing, you know. Uh, so I guess I will say to you guys, um, started off your definition of partnerships and if and are your definitions the same? No, of course not. Um, my wife is going to be, although she won't admit it now, far more elaborate than I will be. Um, my definition of a partnership is something that that we've grown into over the years because uh, initially it was a friendship that had lasted for a very long time that that ultimately ended up in a relationship and ultimately ended up in, in a marriage. So throughout those three stages, what I was doing was exercising patience and looking at and having the opportunity to, to witness her every day for more than a year. It's been 25. Um, on on every in, in in every facet how she is when she's happy how she is when she's sad how she is when she's angry um 
I, I, I also looked at when we fight, because, you know, I call those measuring boundaries of the relationship, and I think that people in relationships should. Um, it's, it's how we come out of those fights. If we come out of them saying, hey, let's sit down and talk this through. Uh, so, so with that said, it's very long-winded. Um, my measurement of, of a partnership is the very word itself. When we are partners, it means we are in this together. So she is not just a mate who, in some cases, can be there for a ride. Oh. I'll pass it on that now to deep. my wife. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I think our, our definitions are probably more similar than we realize because this is the first time we've probably talked about this, but... I think a lot of people don't have this discussion. I know. I would agree with you. I I, everyone I've you. talked to about this has not. They say the same thing. I never actually thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know. But it's funny because I think what you say is true. That ultimately their concept of it mm-hmm. is similar because that's what makes the relationship work. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, you know, partnership is about my team and someone being in my corner. Right? right, and I've got their back, and they've got my back, and no matter what's going on, we know that we're the team. Right, and so that ultimately is what trumps, you know, everything. Right, is right. the fact that we are the team. Right, so doesn't matter what's going on, doesn't matter whether we're agreeing or disagreeing, we're the team, and we're in this together. So that's sort of the the underpinning, mm-hmm. I think, of of a lot of what goes on, and as as he said, it it you evolve into some of this, right? I mean, some of this you evolve into because you're perhaps in relationships where you realize the things you don't want um, or the things that don't work. Um, So that gives you a lot more clarity around what you do want and what you do need in a relationship. Um, You know, in my younger days, and we met and married later in life by a lot of people's standards, Um, But early on in my life, I had a very um, instrumental person who had advised me, and I didn't understand it at the time, I was in my 20s, who said, you know, don't get married until you're at least 30. And I didn't understand why. And it's because a lot of what you um, evolve into as a person and kind of get clarity on your goals and objectives, it gives you a lot more clarity on the type of partner or teammate you want and need in order to be able to achieve those. So knowing that I needed somebody in my corner, well, to get, you got to give. So I got to be in his corner, too. Nice. All I did was uh, exercise (laughs) patience, and uh, I knew good judgment would follow. (laughs) Yes, his sense of humor is one of the things that uh, also carries us through. (laughs) So when did you feel like, when did you look at him, that moment, and, and say, yeah, I think this might be my partner? Do you even... I'll say day one. <laughs> but, but she won't admit that. She won't admit that. And he knows that because everybody says day one was for him. They knew he was, right, he right. was smitten. Oh, I was um, talking about her with me day one. No, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, I know. The, the that's the projection of, you right. know, his being smitten from day one. But that's okay. We'll, we'll let him Were think that. Were you smitten from day one? Well... There was a cartoon that I used to watch as a kid, um, and it had a mouse in it that, that wore, wore a hat, right? And um, I saw her, you know, coming into the building with, with this same hat, and I liked that mouse, so <laughs> I decided that? that I was going to like her. You know, uh, 
it's important that your audience know that I frequently will have conversations that can sometimes be serious, much like this one, but I tend to add levity. Oh, we, I, have ex, I have explained to them we have a tendency to do what um, we call Blake and I's a story, um, which is our, our made up suffix, right, on our last name. So if you're going to tell a story, uh, regardless of what the story is, um, make it fun. You know, throw in a little bit of humor in there, right? Uh, because who wants to hear a boring story? You know, so we have a tendency that uh, if you ever sit down with us one day, uh, we can take the worst story on the planet. Uh, and again, I, I've said to you guys before, one day I will tell you the story when I broke my foot. Uh, it is a hilarious story when I tell it, right? At the time, it was not, right? But this is what we do. If a, if a Blake is going to tell a story, we're going to Blake and eyes it till we're blue in the face. And if you're not rolling in tears, then there's something wrong with you. It's definitely something wrong with you. We're not the family to hang out with. Um, so what what was your moment when it came to him? Really? A mouse in a hat? <laughs> I'm going to find the mouse. That's good to know. I wish I still had that hat. I can break it out some days. Um, for me, it was a gradual process. I don't know that there was any particular moment as much as you know, having come out of a relationship where it became really, really apparent to me that unfortunately the other person was not my mm -hmm. mate, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it was a process to start to see the qualities in him that made me realize he is going to be my mate and he is going to be the one that, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with. And make no mistake about it, you know, that that's the easy part. The hard part is after you make that decision, the work that has to go into maintaining and developing and keeping that relationship. I don't think people realize that though. Oh no, the easy part is the love. <laughs> that is the easy part. And I, I've shared this quote with you prior to this conversation, which is, you know, we, we, we like because we love despite. So there are always going to be those things that, that you know, irk you or, or frustrate you or whatever that just don't necessarily mesh perfectly with you. But those are the things that you love someone despite. Those are the things that, you know, do ne that never outweigh the other things about this person and their qualities that make you love them. So, you know, it, it took some evolving to get to that, right? right? Especially having met later in life where... I will speak for myself. Uh, I, I hope you'll be honest and acknowledge that we were set in some ways and, and used to having things a certain way and adding someone else to your life is never easy. Right. Um, and it requires some give and take and some making some room uh, to let this other person into your life. Uh, and so we did have to go through some of that. Um, and But at the end of the day, no matter how annoyed or whatever it was we were, how frustrated, et cetera, you weighed the positives against that frustration and said, well, yeah, this is still where I want to be. This is where I need to be. Um, and eventually you learn how to manage those despites mm -hmm. and, you know, it becomes easier and easier, you know, as time progresses, but it's work. Well, interestingly enough, um, the statement that uh, she made about getting married in her 30s, I do have to say, um, as we get older, we, we don't 
we don't concern ourselves with what I call the little things in a relationship mm -hmm. as much as we did when we were in our 20s. A perfect example for a guy like myself, um, if, if I had met her in my 20s, I probably would not have seen her after a week. Uh, and, it, and it really had to do with, you know, the type of work that she did that took her out of town a lot. Um, a lot of times, you know, she she would have a, a company car waiting for her outside. And uh, it's a Monday morning, for example. And I'd see the car outside and I'd say, hey, there's a car here. Where are you going? And she'd say, oh, I'm, I'm going to California for a business trip. And I'd say, how long? And she'd say, for five days. And, you know, I spent the whole weekend with her and it didn't come up. Now, she as a wife would say, you knew I told you. <laughs> um, in, in my 20s, if we were married, I'd be like, you know what, I'm done. So as I got older, I realized that as long as you are confident and secure in your relationship, right. there are no... There are no concern slash worries slash slash trust issues right. and and my 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 disturbing tone about this kind of dissipated when I recognized that hey this is just something that we have to do until we ultimately get out of the working game right. so I changed my strategy and prodded in the evenings while she was asleep saying hey <laughs> It's time for you to get out. It's time for you to get out. And, and you essentially, you know, you're, when, when one person moves on to the next phase of their lives, you know, such as retirement, you're, you're essentially living alone um, in the house until your spouse comes home. Right. But with a spouse that travels, you may not see them, you know, for a couple of days out of the week. Um, but I have to say that, you know, it was worth the wait because... The audience can't see us, but I, I I can say, look at us now. Right. And and we spend a good deal of our lives now just playing and, and doing all the things that we want to do. Right. So so I can say that in this relationship that, that we have, it has been well worth the wait. But a lot of that comes from dealing with learning security of yourself. Yes. Right. Yes. So because one of the things I've learned in doing this project is that people can't be they can't you cannot be a partner with someone else if you're not whole yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we like I know when I was married. Right. Uh, my ex-husband and I had our own separate issues, but we got married with the intention, just weird, of, OK, if I fix you and you fix me will be good, mm -hmm. right? So you work mm -hmm. on my problems, I work on yours, right? But he didn't know the extent of my problems, mm -hmm. right? Because I would have had to divulge the full extent, and I didn't know the full extent of his problems. So we're kind of blindly trying to work on each other's problems simply because we don't want to work on our own. It gave us right. a project, right, to do, right? So we treated our marriage as a project. And then we threw some kids in it, you know, in that project and, and thought that that was going to work, you know? So it took me... 40 something years to realize that you can't truly be a partner with someone if you're not whole yourself. Precisely. Right? So this I think this is how I started looking at you guys from a different point of view, right? Um 
<laughs> I'm going to give you an example, right? We were just talking about this earlier. Years ago, we went bowling, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, I bowled my strike, right? And it, it probably wasn't a strike, guys, but it's a strike in this story, right? So um, I turn around to them to go, did you see what I did? And they were like <laughs> making out in, in, like, in the corner, right? And I was like, oh my God, it was just gross, right? You know, and it really like threw me for a loop, right? Because I was like, they're not supposed to be doing stuff like that in public, right? <laughs> you know, but <laughs> as I've gotten older, right? And the more that, you know, I am, am looking at things from a different perspective, I would much rather have turned around to see my parents doing that than in a corner arguing, right? So it says something to me that all of these years, they still, you know, I mean, I definitely don't want to see it, right? But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know um, but it's it curved the PDA. Yeah, yeah you know, you know, um, and, and they've always been, you know, hold, they hold hands. They, you know, it's not like I've never seen them kiss before or anything like that, right? But they've always been, you know, a very, a, 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 an affectionate couple to me, right? But it was different seeing them in that light because I was like, you guys are not teenagers, you know? But I, you know, I am fortunate to have seen that moment, right? You know, even though in my head I'm like, you know, <laughs> I am fortunate to have seen that moment because it continues to let me know that um, years can go by and, you know, you can spend all these years with someone and as long as you continue, like you said, you know, you continue growing with each other and listening and understanding, you know, um, you can still be, you know, this, this, these teenagers in the corner at <laughs> the bowling alley, you know, you know I, I won't, I won't say it's in our defense, but a little bit in our defense. Um, it, it's for us, it's not about the teenage, you know, thing as much as it's just about a, a level of honesty, right? So as much as, as we are comfortable showing affection in public, and again, not in a get a room kind of way. No, not at all. Um, but just comfortable around each other. We always caution people who are around us that guess what? You may see in your eyes what you to believe believe to be us fighting as well. Right. Because right, we're right. we're gonna keep it real all the time. Right. And we're not that couple that's going to, you know, okay, just, you know, put some lipstick on and, and, and look pretty and, you know, slap a face on and pretend because we have to put on a show for people that we're this idyllic couple that, you know, nothing is ever wrong and we don't ever disagree. Right, right, right. But to the earlier point, it, it's about how you resolve those things. And right. we have an ability, even for others who may feel like, oh my gosh, they're arguing, um, to just sort of hash it out and sort of just hear each other's views and even though we may not share the same view you know I want to hear it kind of in that moment right and we'll figure it out and it could be okay fine we agree to disagree or it could be I hear you right and I understand what you're saying right you know and, and then move on so we're never going to be that couple that's always you know you know behind closed doors dear behind closed doors right because it's just that's not us it's got to be real and so I think that has helped us to, to get where we are because we do try to keep it pretty real. Um, and again, it, it, you, to do that, as you said, you have to know yourself, right? There is that degree of honesty about I'm not perfect. I have right. my flaws and I need to be aware of those right. so that I can course correct or self-correct 
when I need to. And you know, plus coming... the level of vulnerability. Absolutely. But again, it's, it, it starts with admitting that you're not perfect. Right. It's vulnerable enough to know that I'm not perfect. Right. And I know, you know, again, coming into this relationship late in life, I got my views. I have my opinions. I tend to speak on them. I've never really had to worry about that. Well, sometimes in a relationship, I don't need to speak on everything. Mm. Right? That, that's me. <laughs> Every <laughs> single thing does not need an editorial from me. Um, and so, you know, starting to be able to realize that I have my flaws, I have my contribution or my part in things, mm-hmm. you know, what am I doing or what could I change or what could I do differently that again, doesn't negate myself, doesn't negate my feelings, isn't, you know, just pretending like things are great, but just, it weaves into what his, his... it just makes things go a lot smoother right. because my way isn't the only way. Right. Yeah. So so with that said, for those of you in the audience that are in relationships, or want relationships, or are even married, um, the ultimate goal here is to try and be happy uh, for the greater portions of your life because I can tell you that hard times are guaranteed, especially if you're staying with your mate for life. And those hard times can and will be, you know, one of you take ill, severely ill, and you have to care for them for the balance of your life. Um, for a lot of people who have what we have, uh, we will make it work. We're not there yet, which is why we live our life to the fullest every day. But for for those of us who who have challenges in our relationships, you have to periodically weigh the conditions of your relationship, not from a materialistic perspective, but more importantly from a, 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 a remaining sane perspective. When I say sane, when, when we talk about jealousy and, and, and things like that, uh, and in doing so, you have to ask yourself, Am I getting out of this relationship as much as I am putting into it? Um, And if you're not, then you have to ask yourself, are there greater positive components of my relationship than there are negative components? And if they're not... You know, you, you, you need to early in the, in the stages of this relationship start to look at, is this the best relationship for me? Mm-hmm. Because, because the signs are generally there from the very beginning of the relationship, but we, we so want the person to like us, both male and female, that we, we overlook those signs. So I'm going to give you an example that I talk about a lot. Uh, Violet and I decide that we want to go out on a date and and she agrees to go and I ask her what would she like to do she says it doesn't matter so I say okay we'll go to a movie she says okay let's do this movie then I say well what kind of movie would you like to see and she again says it doesn't matter so I say, we're going to go and see cowboy movies. All right. So we go and see this cowboy movie and our relationship starts to uh, last, you know, two, three months. And one day I'm looking at football 
and she's in the kitchen doing something and my team makes a touchdown and I scream out, you know, um, because I'm happy that my team you know, made this touchdown. And she yells at me and I turn and say, what's going on? She looks at me and says, I hate cowboy movies. Now to a guy, he's looking at this saying, well, what does cowboy movies have to do with the football game? The moral of the story is, when the ball is tossed in your court to make a decision, take the shot. Don't pass the ball back because if you pass the ball back, we're doing what your partner wants to do and you never get a chance to do the things that you want to do. So ultimately, you want to always be yourself. And if you do that from the very beginning, the person is going to like the person that they saw. Oh, they, they might not. And then it saves everyone the time, yeah. you know. Right. So it comes down to, ultimately, you'll find the person right. that likes the person that they saw. Right. That right. might like cowboy movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. There you go. Right. I don't. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> just, just to let you guys know, I don't. Right. Um, we've already established I like really, really bad, bad, bad movies. Right. Um but it does. But, it goes back to what we were talking about in terms of that degree of honesty and right. keeping it real, not being afraid and concealing who you are. And that's right. carried over into mm-hmm. our marriage mm-hmm. of we don't do that. That's not a good thing to do. You, you really need to, again, that does mean have knockdown down drag outs in front of everybody and then look and be like, Y'all are okay with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean do that. But, but there is a level of, of honesty that, that you really do need if you want to build a good foundation. All right. Yeah, so, you know, going back to all of that, it, it requires you to self-reflect. It requires you to work on you. Um, and I, that's something I'm always saying to people. Um, and and what, it, what it did was with me working on myself allowed me to see partners in a different light. This project really, you know, has lasted longer than I thought it was going to last because it's changed my point of view. Um, I wasn't even going to do last week's podcast um, because I got to talking to you and and the quote that you said really threw me for a loop, right? So um, what it did, I was like, I'm going to put it on pause because when I get there, I want her to say this quote again, you know? But it made me do my part first because um, I am still working on being vulnerable, right? Um, that's something I talk about a lot. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to express my point of view on relationships and on partnerships in front of my parents, right? With the passion that I expressed it um, last week. Because I'm still getting comfortable with it, right? I'm still getting comfortable that there is somebody out there who genuinely cares about my feelings, right? And genuinely cares about my well-being for no reason, just because they do, right? They don't want anything in return. They just do, you know? So I've never, I've never really had this, right? That what you guys have. And so it's, it's a, it's a little new for me, right? So I wanted to be able to express that. But then once I did it, I was like, I definitely have to do this with you too because I want the world to see what it is 
um, the examples that I have in my life, mm-hmm. right? And that that example has always been there, right? But because I was in in not a very good place, I wasn't able to truly to fully see it, right? I see this. I see you guys and the life that you live from a different perspective, right? Um, I come out here to visit and it's just, it's peace. It's peaceful. Um, and I love it. Like, it's so peaceful for me that I, I want to purchase here at some point, you know, because not because of you too, mm-hmm. but because um, it's just the peace and it might not be here. Who knows? I might visit someplace else and, you know, find that peace. But I, I know that it's not an actual location, mm-hmm. that it is something that I'm exuding, right? So I want to continue to surround myself. And I've always surrounded myself with you two. I've always made sure that um, uh, we, I stay in close contact with you. But I, I know a lot of times I would call you guys for all of the crap. <laughs> <laughs> that was going on in my life. Why? Because you guys were an example of what relationships were, and you can help me get through this, right? Not realizing that this wasn't where I was supposed to be anyway. And no matter how many times you guys said it to me, and I do appreciate that you guys continue to say it to me, right? Um, No matter how many times you said it to me, uh, until I was ready to be personally in in a good space, right? I was never going to be able to find a partner. And that same peace that you're talking about, you should be able to have that same degree of inner peace right? when you're with your partner. Exactly. That exactly. same degree of comfort, that same degree of security right? that you feel when you're here or wherever where you feel at peace, you should feel that same thing when you're with that person. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a great measure for figuring out is this really working? Doesn't right. mean that there aren't going to be the tumultuous times. times and everything else, mm-hmm. but does that person make you feel that way? Right. Um, and, you know, that that's a very key measure in my mind of, of is this really what you want or need? It should not, you should not feel more tumultuous when exactly. that person walks in the door right. or when that phone rings and you're talking to that person or when you're texting that person. There should be more peace right that comes over you than not when you're thinking about that person um yeah i my 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 um my uh final piece of advice here for for people who are in relationships and they are pieces of relationships for example do not sit on the bench in this relationship um, you want to be able to play the full game with your partner yep. who is that team. And in doing so, you guys will grow together and continue to win. So if you're in one that, that you're not able to play fully, perhaps you need to be looking for you know, a, a team member that you can play a full game with. And take the shots, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the shots are important. Definitely taking the shots are important. But um, the other thing I would share is is the communication side of things. And, and we've, we've spent a lot of time talking. Um, but the communication and the ability, even if you don't necessarily think the same way, being able to understand how your partner thinks 
um, is, is also something that is incredibly helpful, right? It may not necessarily, and we don't want to paint this idyllic picture of, you know, even though at times we are able to finish each other's sentences or, you know, know we look at the same something and we both are thinking the same thing. Isn't that uncanny, That's all though? great. It is, and it's fantastic. Yeah. But, I don't, you know, I don't know that every relationship is going to have that. Right. But at least I can know if he's looking at something, I have an idea of where he's going to come out on it, right, what he's right, going right. to think about it, right? So, I mean, it's being able to to get to that point, right? And again, that's not something that necessarily happens right out of the gate, Mm -hmm. but it's something that if you're taking your time and you have the patience and you're getting to know the person, these are some of the things that that start to develop. So it's developed and (laughs) she's laughing because I'm looking him up and down and saying, yeah, I'll keep this. Look, for for most of the people that are on that, that will listen to this podcast, um you pretty much have lived half of your life already. Make the second half, live it to the fullest because tomorrow is not promised. Um I give you a quick short story. Had a really good friend I've known for 35 years got hit by a car. And um the doctors told him that he would not walk when I called him. He, as I listened to him tell me the story of how it happened and ultimately he couldn't walk. When we started out, (coughs) I was concerned. But as I listened to him continue to talk, he started saying, Vince, all of these things that you used to ask me to do, jump off of cliffs and, and, you know, dive, you know, go scuba diving and all of these things. I never wanted to do them and I wish that I could. As he's telling me this story, My concern for him turned to a bit of annoyance. And the reason why is because for many of us, we wait until we're dying to decide we want to live. Live while you can. Mm -hmm. I agree. So I will end this podcast as I end every podcast. Every day, my lovelies, aspire to inspire. (laughs) 